Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to My Point Is. I'm Rob Wilkins, along with my guy, Cam Hawkins, a.k.a. Seahawk. Oh, it's been a kind of quiet 24 hours, 48 hours, my friend. No idea how we're going to fill this time. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yo. Man. We're both speechless on a podcast. I, I don't. I don't understand it. It's right before the show started we started talking and it's like well we might just need to shut up so we can talk to other people guys before we get started send in your super chats your humper chats get your question or comment right on the air it, that helps me and seahawk get to do more of this it it you don't understand how much that means to us as well because we are going to be talking about the topic at canned i think you know that and that is none other than that. Kenta gets his move back. He gets. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, my dude. tweet. Yeah, but man, CM Punk gone from AEW. Hard to believe that this happened in a way, but also hard not to believe either. It's one of those just wow. Wow, wow, wow. Cam, you were at a football game yesterday when you got the news. What was yeah. Yeah. It's um it's 108 degrees in the stadium, um, sweltering heat, you know, out there dying. And then you get this and like your body kind of forgets that you're out here frying, right? Everything stops and it's like, are you serious? Like somebody texted it to me first. And so like, and it was somebody outside of wrestling, which was the interesting part. They were like, yo, like, like Sam Punk got fired. And, you know, you look at it and, you know, I think, I think, Rob, we should probably just maybe read the press release. Do you have it in front of you? Yeah, I'll grab it. Okay. You can go ahead and talk a little bit more while, while, while I grab that. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Um, I got it right here. Um, so let's just... Let's go line for line, blow for blow on this, because it's it's really it's a really interesting read, and you all of a sudden are getting brand new information that kind of wasn't there before, and it's kind of stuff you can't even believe, you know. Like that was the biggest thing for me. It was stuff in there that was like I, that happened, that that's a thing. Um, you can do a lot of things at your job, Rob. There's a lot of things that you can do. Making the boss feel unsafe <laughs> is not something you can ever do. You know, um, it's just something that you cannot get away with. So, so specifically, a statement from All Elite Wrestling and Tony Khan. All Elite Wrestling, AEW, has, been, has terminated the wrestler and employed an employment agreements between Philip Brooks, CM Punk, and AEW with cause effective immediately. 
The termination was confirmed today by Tony Khan, CEO, general manager, and head of creative of AEW. The termination follows a week-long internal investigation of an incident occurring backstage at AEW All in London on Sunday, August 27th. Following the investigation, the AEW Discipline Committee met later and convened with outside legal counsel before making a unanimous recommendation to Khan that CM Punk be terminated with cause. Khan offered the following statement. Phil played an important role within AEW, and I thank him for his contributions. The termination of his AEW contracts with cause is ultimately my decision and mine alone. Of course, I didn't wish to, I didn't have to share, I wish I didn't have to share this news, which may come as a disappointment to many of our fans. Nevertheless, I am making the decision in the best interest of the many amazing people who make AEW possible every week, our talent, staff, venue operators, and many others whose efforts are unsung but essential to bringing our fans great shows on television and at arenas and stadiums throughout the world. Hmm. <sighs> well, I think the most important aspect of this is How much, okay, from a wrestler standpoint, like how they're going to look at it, AEW-wise, and you know, you've talked to a lot of wrestlers there, you know some, and I'm really curious to see what the backstage reaction is. I mean, I've heard mixed already, because they didn't, when you look at it, there's obviously people that are on CM Punk, friends, you know, like you, your Brody Kings and stuff like that. I just the money that's going to be affected like for this company. I think they're going the right direction now. I like CM Punk. I do. Like as an entertainer, the backstage stuff that should have never happened, obviously. That's obvious. That should have never gone that far. I I think anybody would agree with me on that. But where this goes money-wise, I'm looking at it from a business perspective. Like everybody's talking about how WWE would have will have no interest. Well, it's not WWE pretty soon. It's Endeavor. Endeavor liked that pay-per-view money they got from CM Punk when he was there. They they it was up. Um Fox Sports to an extent liked CM Punk when he was with them for their uh the TV show they had, that uh weekly show. I forgot the name of it, but the WWE backstage? Yeah, thank you. Backstage. Are the, are the UFC, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, backstage. You know, so it's it's one of those things, but the thing is, is you have to think about your other wrestlers. And you have to remember the biggest thing too is I remember it was it was just a big happy family, it seemed like AEW before this before they brought in punk and and that's sad because i remember how excited fans were i was when cm punk came back i was covering AEW rampage that night he came back mm-hmm. and uh, i remember emailing sean i'm like yeah there's a delay because i forgot i was covering because i was so like mesmerized with the tv because of what was happening i forgot what i was doing it's just he's he has a his character is just something else that the way he brought people in is just fascinating to me. And the one thing I hope it doesn't do is I, I hope we don't lose many wrestling fans. Cause we just hit that boom period a little bit again mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see what happens. But um, yeah, I want to get some more of your thoughts on this. What? So like, there's this idea that every wrestler that you like hates CM Punk. And it's not the case. Mm-mm. There's this idea that the overwhelming majority of the locker room are glad that CM Punk's gone. Again, not the case. Like, <laughs> we, we, we paint heroes and villains so often. And like we talked about last week, like I was talking about all week, like, it's a job. <laughs> it's a job. People at your job who um, you do not like. Like there are other people at work who get along with them just fine and don't have a problem with them. This is the way it goes. What I'm curious about is this. Let's say that you 
do not have a particular attachment to CM Punk or the Elite. What's to stop you from feeling like if those guys all of a sudden don't like you, they will try to do things to derail you? Now, I'm not absolving Punk of anything with this, but my point is like, People knew how to push his buttons and did it to the point where he lost it. He's still an adult. He's still very much responsible for it. But there's definitely like subterfuge here. Like there's definitely politics played here. Right. And I'm not saying like it's it's some type of inherent evil. And these are the worst people in the world. Again, this is a job. Things like this happen at work. But like, I don't know. I don't know if the firing of CM Punk is supposed to be some type of huge morale booster. You know what I mean? Like, are they better off not having this particular drama? Of course, absolutely. Is this in some way going to stop people from talking to media outlets and reporters and journalists about the things that they think are wrong or right? I don't think it changes that. I think CM Punk is still very much one person. Um, He is one person who was given a lot you know, he was literally given his own show upon returning. Um, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's, it's a whole lot. And, and we talked about this beforehand. This is not something that's going to be over tomorrow. Yeah. You know and- what I mean? Like, this is not going to all of a sudden be done. We are still going to hear from Punk's side. Like, for them to say, after consulting with legal counsel, this was what we felt like we should do, says a whole lot. And we are going to be hearing from both sides of this situation often over the next couple of months. Um, and the first thing I kind of said, it sounds like, and we're going to get more details, but it sounds like Punk came after Tony Khan backstage. Mm-hmm. Or at least like made a very, very strong like physical gesture towards him in the scuffle. And it just seems like it seems like the absolute thing that you could not do in this situation. It feels like that's the straw that, that kind of broke the camel's back. Um woo. We've all been like Stone Cold Steve Austin is a character. <laughs> Vince McMahon is a character. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. had the feeling, I wish I could like at least tell my boss exactly how I feel about them. You can't, you can't get physical with your boss under any circumstances, especially someone again, who who gave you the keys to the city more or less. Um, If that happened, if specifically there was an incident where he was about to come at Tony Khan to like attack him physically, it's indefensible. That's the thing where you're like, there's no two ways about that. If you did this, you can't work there. And I think that's that's pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, guys, get in your Super Chats. We do have a Super Chat from Thomas uh, Gidlow. He sends us a Super Chat that says, this was 100% preventable. Ultimately, it is on Tony's inability to manage AEW. Should have been handled when the Bucks were feeding Meltzer backstage BS. Well, I mean... Wrestler is going to feed information to Meltzer, Keller, Sap, you name it. It's. Yeah. Yeah. And the like, thing that's, is, it's not going to, that part of the game's not going to change. Yeah. That, right. w- that will never change. And, yeah. and the, that's the thing. I understand where he's coming from, like in this instance. And there's some things that, in my opinion, should fall on Tony. Like there's, there's a lot of things, a lot of things. Um, that should have been handled. And somebody said it in chat earlier that CM Punk's biggest fan was Tony Khan, you know? Yeah. And that's why Tony, that's probably one of the reasons why CM Punk got to come back because, well, obviously that's, that's dumb of me to say. That's why CM Punk got to come back in the first place. But I, I do see, I did see some things that, made it interesting it came out uh nick hausman uh 
yesterday tweeted that CM Punk and, and the Elite were scheduled to meet, but the meeting was canceled, like, pretty much right before it was supposed to happen. That's, uh, that was pretty intriguing or interesting to find out. Then you also, and people, this is the one thing that it will always make wrestling rumors and news fun is the conspiracy theories. So you add the transportation issues, like people are adding that into it. And you have Jack Perry shooting um, into the camera. I don't, I think it takes a lot for people to just say this was all a plan to get CM Punk to quit. That that was all just done. Like, let's not go pick him up at the airport. That'll get him to quit. I don't buy that. I think it may, the airport thing, from what I understand, that can, that was kind of like echoed out. If these were certain times that they were picking people up, yeah, it sounds like it was a shuttle system. Like, yeah. we'll have somebody there, you know, the, you know, every 15, 45 minutes or whatever, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just one of those things where I, I don't think it was a elaborate plan to get them. It's like, fired it's like the like movie that. falling down. Like, everything can go bad in a very short period of time. Yes. From circumstance, <laughs> it can all fall apart really quickly. Like, you can just have a bad day sometimes, man. Like, it, yeah, it does not seem to be this long, elaborate plot to get him out of here. You know, it sounds like a group of people didn't rock with him and they were comfortable telling us over and over that they don't rock with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it, it, it's we, there's really interesting things in the chat about like collision being a safe space and wrestlers today are soft and stuff like that. It's like, guys, this is what's happening is no different than what was happening 30 years ago. The difference is we are in a time where you, the person in the chat who says wrestlers today are soft, can jump on an application and complain about it anonymously. Like, it's a different world now than it is there. You know, like, the people are the same, but the level of technology and the access they have are different. So this is how things are going to work out. And like wrestling is corporate now, you know, like this is a business. This isn't some territory that, that a couple of rich guys in a back room run. Like it's just a different time. Um, It it does not speak to people having different emotions or motivations. They exist in a different system. That's all, you know? Um, But yeah, it's, it is interesting if this becomes that type of legal issue. Like, look, yeah. as much as we talk about, like, oh, I fight this dude and they need to fight and they just need to hash it out. Guys, fighting is illegal. <laughs> fighting is against the law. And um, it's so common in our society that we think about it as a regular thing that happens between people. But you swing on the wrong person, there can be real consequences. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it, it's interesting when you have something like the Cash Wheeler situation where it's it's a criminal case, but it's a criminal case away from the job. Um, something that you don't have a first hand a firsthand account of something he was clearly given bail on. So it's not like they felt he needed to stay there until sentencing or anything like that. So. When you look at something like that, you see Tony Khan being like, yo, I need all the details of it. I don't know everything that's going on. Um, But when this happens at the job, in front of everybody, in front of the people in charge, in front of the coworkers, it's different. Like there is kind of a requirement to act a bit faster. And specifically Tony Khan. um, Again, we talk about being tough guys and being soft. Like, listen, Tony Khan is a regular dude. He's a regular guy. He is not Vince McMahon who was in the gym all day, every day, because he knew that would win him favor with with the wrestlers. Tony Khan is a different dude. Tony Khan don't fight. Tony Khan don't raise his voice at people. Like, you can't 
get physical with somebody who don't get physical. Him saying he was scared for his safety, it sounds funny, but like yeah. a lot of dudes don't fight. <laughs> like we forget about that. A lot of dudes don't fight. Um okay. yeah. yeah. So, and not to cut you off. I mean that that part like I was I was scared for my what it was the exact quote? I was scared for my life. Is that what he said? I think I, was it was to an extent for his safety. His safety, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. I mean that that kind of I kind of rolled my eyes at that, but you never know how people feel. I, I get that. That and I wasn't there, and I know that CM Punk is loved. Like he, people love CM Punk the way I love Bret Hart. Yeah, you know, like it just the way it is. I get that. And what I had the opportunity to meet CM Punk in Chicago a few years ago at a at a Comic Con C two E two. Nicest guy. I couldn't believe it. Like it, I was, we had a good two three minute conversation of all things Metallica, which I would have never guessed in my life that's what we would have talked about. And I've talked to him way back when, when he was doing independent shows here in Minnesota, but that was he wouldn't remember those conversations and I barely remember them. But the fact is, is I wasn't, I was expecting like big time celebrity CM Punk and he was just his normal self. Yeah. And that was the same. Like when I met Bret Hart, he, he, I was wearing a Jeremy Roenick Jersey because I'm a, I'm a huge hockey fan too. And he told me that he was friends with Jeremy Roenick and we talked for about three to four minutes. I got to talk to my, my hero, Bret Hart, for a few minutes about hockey and it was just one of those things where like i get it where people feel like this way because they were they they see a lot of cm punk in themselves like they they and i get that that's what sucks for so many people like to see him gone from this business that's why i hope he comes back whether it's aew whether it's WWE, i want him like wwe i want him in the hall of fame eventually he'll get there obviously i just like everybody else i wish this wouldn't have happened because he's needed in wrestling i think everybody agrees that we wish this wouldn't have happened by all means i mean you look at it from the perspective of mjf i mean i i look at it both times where he's had the pay-per-views in where he should have been the story that didn't happen. It was on CM Punk. CM Punk was the story. Yeah. They just had the biggest pay-per-view ever. And there was rarely, really any talk about that. And I said on I said on it in a tweet, you know who's loving this? The WWE. Because nobody is talking about 81,000 people. They're talking about CM Punk. The media is not talking about 81,000 people. They're talking about CM Punk. It just wasn't covered. And if you type like Monday night, if you typed in AEW, everything that came up was CM Punk for the most part. Like, and that was just like in a Google News search. It was it. It took away from the moment, and that sucks for the wrestlers, for the company. But I, I I'll always want CM Punk involved in the business, and that's yeah. with any with, with what you're saying. Like, look, um. You know, my 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 man Danny Cage, uh trainer at the Monster Factory. You watch his show on Apple TV. Uh one of the kids, uh his name's uh named Twitch, yeah, talks openly about like CM Punk's pipe bomb promo, like saved my life. Like I didn't want to be here anymore. And that like lit something inside of me that made me want to be more. You know what I mean? Like CM Punk is a like a cultural figure. He's not just favorite wrestler guy. There are people who genuinely resonate with what he believes and what they feel he stands for. Yeah. That's a real thing. You know what I mean? And so w- when somebody is such like a firm part of the culture like that, um, you are losing something. Like th- there's no way that collision doesn't take a hit. There's absolutely no way. It was a show built for him to showcase him and the talents that he felt were important. And people are emotional, you know, people Mm -hmm. are emotional creatures. And so people are absolutely going to take this to heart, take the emotion out of it. Um, People who strictly love him as a wrestler, biggest wrestler on show is gone. 
you know, like that absolutely hurts. Um, man, um, and, and I, again, I say all that to say, like, none of this is me saying CM Punk being there is more important than morale and safety. Not saying that at all, but it's absolutely going to be a large hit. Now, what I think is going to be really interesting is, you know, you have people who do exist on both sides of this thing. Don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> you can be fluid about this, mm -hmm. but as the details come out, it will be really interesting to see who feels they are more right and what that does for the business of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it going to be, wow, Punk really, really messed this up on his own and I'm all elite because of it. Is it going to be, wow, they really, really, really did CM Punk wrong. Can't wait for his next move so I can support that. Um, because again, now that this is a situation that's legal, it's going to be like way more details than you would get from an observer, from a torch, from a fightful. Like this is going to be like pages and pages and pages of detailed, like detailed descriptions of exactly what got us to this point. So yeah. it's going to be really interesting to follow for sure. And we do have some super chats. So make sure you get in your super chats. If you want your question or statement read on the air, um, we have. I read that one already. Uh, Van Twinblade says Punk has always been the problem. Ring of Honor, WWE, now AEW. He's just a jerk. Also, every wrestler talks to reporters. Stop acting like it was only the Bucks. Every wrestler does. Well, most wrestlers do talk to reporters. I mean, I I've never heard of one that didn't. Um, you know, it's I get it. Like, and that's the thing. It wasn't just the Young Bucks that talked to Dave Meltzer. Um, there were people in CM Punk's camp that reached out to Dave Meltzer. So this thing is way more fluid than you think it is. Like, mm -hmm. I, I understand it's very easy to say this one side was talking about the other side, and that's what made it happen. No, it, it, it's passive aggression as an institution is <laughs> really like how these things happen. It does not come from one side, you know, like. There's a bunch of guys over there who are not friends outside of work. And they, they work together fantastically. You know what I mean? But there's a bunch of guys there who don't kick it like that outside of work. And they have outlets that they can go to to get those feelings out. It's always been the case. You know? So, man, I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh. The next yeah. couple of months, man. The next couple of months. Rob, do you think... If if you had money on the line, six I months put it on now, Colorado yesterday. I know that <laughs> six months <laughs> from now okay. is CM Punk in a professional wrestling ring on national television. In within how many months? Six months. No, not six. Okay. I, um, if he's if he's allowed to, if legally, that's and that's really my question. When this is settled legally, how long after that, if you think CM Punk is back in a wrestling ring on national TV, would it be? Not too long, because I think he wants to get, I think he wants to, I think he wants to be in a ring. I think he wants, I think he knows that WrestleMania main event is his now, like if he wants it. I know there's a lot of people if in WWE who CM Punk if, if they push Cody aside to do Punk and Reigns. Oh, oh my god. I think god. he's finally back in shape. And what I mean is like, I don't mean shape like run fast, jump high. I mean, I think CM Punk is finally at a point where the nagging injuries weren't affecting him anymore. Like that match with him and Joe was probably my match of the of the show. I thought it was incredible. Yeah, it was great. Right? So, like, you finally get back into real ring shape, and this happens. Like, I could imagine him wanting to jump back on it if for no other reason than if this is still something I want to do, I don't know if I can take another layoff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he has another year or two-year sabbatical where he can come back and still be as effective as he was just last week. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. But the biggest thing is – it really goes down, and and we both agree with this. It really comes down to what Endeavor feels about it. Yeah, and because I know we know two. Well, I would say I think we know two guys that wouldn't want him back, but 
there's a lot of people in WWE who do not want him back yeah. at all. And yeah. I mean, no, he hasn't said it by any means, but if I'm pretty much convinced Cody won't, does not want him around. I'm, we know Seth Rollins doesn't want him around. Everything I mean, like uh, no locker room is perfect. Yeah. But I tell you what, over there right now, it's about as harmonious as it gets. <laughs> You know what I mean? Over there right now, it is about as harmonious as it gets. There are a lot of people um, from a talent standpoint who are very high on what they produce, are very high on what they specifically get to present from the top to the bottom of the card. There are guys who like are not on TV a whole lot who love the position that they're in. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah you all of a sudden throw him into the mix. Yeah, yeah. Somebody um, somebody said on Twitter the other day, it's like, man, if you think, or it was yesterday, they said, could you imagine, like, the biggest argument now backstage usually you hear from WWE is, like, on up, up, down, down. <laughs> and, exactly. And now it's going to, like, if they're, they're saying hypothetically, if something like this happens, you'll hear more and more. And uh, the thing is, is, all the BS aside from the backstage talk, Punk is good for wrestling. It just sucks what happened. I mean, that's it. It, it does. I mean, you, I, like I said about MJF. Now, uh, Ricky Starks should have been wrestling him tonight. Yeah, you know. So uh, we had another super chat here from Chitown Spurs. There's a certain irony in this all happening because Punk's people leaked a story that made Perry look bad uh, when it was Phil that was so mad about it. So, like, it is, it is, there's a level of humor that if you had to pick, like, if you put every name in AEW on a list and you said, who's going to be the guy to ultimately, like, to ultimately be the catalyst for CM Punk being gone? There's no way you're saying Jungle Jack Perry. (laughs) Dylan McKay's son did it. It's like, man, I can't believe it. And jump fly. And jump fly with him backstage on some slick shit. And it was just, it was what he couldn't take. It was it. That, that's, you can't make this up. You really, yeah. really can't. And it was it was funny. I was talking to a friend that does not watch wrestling last night. And he says, dude, this must be a big deal if it's on ESPN's like front page. And I go, yeah. And I'm like, it, it is. And he knows I cover, like I do wrestling mm-hmm. stuff. And he goes, he's like, I, he goes, I remember the name. I've heard the name. And he's an actor too. And I go, yeah, he, I'm and he said, uh, he said, so, so what happened? And I go, the easiest way to say it is Jack Perry. And he's like, I, he has no idea who that is. And I just said, uh, give him a case on. And then he's like, what? I go, yeah, <laughs> Luke Perry's kid. He's his kid's a wrestler. I'm like, yeah. And I sent him a picture. He's like, holy crap, that's him. And he was like, it looks just like him. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And he got him to leave the business. I'm like, well, not like that, but I like I explained to him what happened the best I could. That we all the story that we know, and he said, "He goes, this sucks." It, he's and he said, "You made it sound." He goes, "You make it sound like this man has like a huge following and millions of fans." I go, "He, he does." <laughs> I mean, he he does. He's beloved by so many people, and that's the thing. That's it's going to take a hit. I, I believe too for wrestling it, it will I just hope it doesn't take too much of a hit because I know I've seen the chat people some people are like all for it some are like ripping others because they like CM Punk some are ripping people because they don't like CM Punk it and is it's, what it it's is. gonna reflect it's lit- it's going to reflect in in the ratings um One, like that's just it because I, I think this first week, um, I think that curiosity is really going to work in their favor because it's like, who becomes the front man? Is it Ricky Starks? Is it Switchblade Jay White? Is it somehow Danielson, even though he has the BCC affiliation? You know what I mean? Like, he was a face last night, man. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. It, it like, this is the second time that Brian Danielson has like had to 
kind of fill the void left by CM Punk for a wrestling company, right? Um, Yeah, I think it's really going to work for them. Um, Danielson coming back, you know, quicker than some folks thought from his injury, um, getting into like a strap match with Ricky Starks all of a sudden. Um, So something that's like of a very high caliber. The outcome of that match, I think, is going to speak a lot to what we have going forward, um, like on collision. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Is it again? Is it Rick? Is it Danielson? Is it Jay White? Does does MJF now have to pull real double duty as the champion? Um, Because we all feel like it was somehow, you know, leading to punk versus mjf for a unified world type world champion and to add on to that you also have mercedes monet possibly yeah that could that's gonna free up some money um we don't know where the adam copeland edge thing's going i mean there's a lot of people that believe edge is going jim ross said yesterday on or his latest recording that he doesn't think edge is going he thinks that edge is staying put I I don't I think he's I think if Edge is going to wrestle some more I think he's I think he's going to AEW I do because I don't I don't want him to because well I shouldn't say that I want when it comes to the wrestlers I want them to do what is best for them I've always been like that whatever is best for the wrestlers what I want for them that that's the honest truth because they're the ones that entertain us mm-hmm. so. I can still wish that, for one thing, I, I still think there's matches that Edge needs to have in WWE. That's my point. Um, like we we all want Patrick Mahomes to be our team's quarterback. You know, yeah. like that's <laughs> not there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Like that's what we want for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll trade Kirk Cousins right now for him. Let's go. I would trade um, Kirk Cousins for my the dirtiest pair of sneakers in my house. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're not Panda, from what I understand. Well, yeah, yeah can't get away with that. Um, I, I, I think the thing with Edge, conversation. the Edge thing is similar to CM Punk in that, you know, you get to a certain age and injuries linger longer than they normally do. It takes more time to recover. I think that if you look at what Edge was doing with the Judgment Day, he was, his creative mind was working again. You know what I mean? And so when I think you still have that creativity left in you, I do think that, you know, you want to go longer. So, yeah, I mean, I do see him. If, if AEW is a possibility, I see him going there because I think there's stuff that he still wants to do. Um, I just don't think that. I don't know if WWE is in a position to dedicate the time to somebody as high profile as Edge because they're not going to put him like lower on the card because for what? You yeah. know what I mean? Like they, and this is like, I hope I'm getting through like this is like a respect for what they do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're like, no, we, we we don't know if we have the time, but like we know what you're worth. So like AEW would definitely be in that position. Yeah. Um, you know, AEW's ran kind of on a different schedule. And and seriously, there's nobody who treats legends better as on-air and in-ring talent than AEW. Yeah. They are experts at it. Um, yeah. that, I think that's the strongest thing that they've done with Sting and with Steamboat and Arn Anderson and put whatever name you want out there. I think they've done a great job at that. Um, I, I think it says a lot, sorry, not to cut you off again, but I think it says a lot that Vince has let guys like go early, like, and let them go do things like mm-hmm. let them do that. Uh, Dustin Rhodes uh, said in an interview that Triple H was the one that got him to got him out of his contract a little bit early so he could go rest Cody, go wrestle right. Cody. I mean, there's, there's some things that they've done. They, they want, they they know it's really hard to explain, but I, I get it. Like I think they see that. I I do think uh Vince McMahon's a competitor, so he wants he wants to go like he wants to put on the best show he can and go after like AEW. That's why I'm convinced that it won't be long before they do a show like at a hundred thousand K stadium just to lower the tickets and just get that record because i know they don't like that yeah we're selling every t- every seat's five dollars yeah, yeah. <laughs> just we, to uh, do it. we oh don't care God. about the money just get them in there yeah, yeah. Man. no it's it's listen as much as we're like <clears throat> praising both companies for their treatment of uh their employees and and doing right by them yeah i've done a lot of things so too. 
I, you guys probably you might know this, but like we all get um, everybody kind of in media. We all are on like an email list. So whenever WWE has like breaking news or like some type of report, they send it to all of us. Because if you look on Twitter, we all kind of post them at the same time once we see them, right? Yep. I did not post the uh, WrestleMania Philly ticket sales because it's like, yo, y'all literally yeah. did this right yep. before All In to say that you had the record. Like, come on, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, exactly. <laughs> I knew it too. I was just laughing. I was like, yeah, I was like, like I'm not, I'm not tweeting this out. Like, yeah. no, come on, come. This and is the, this is low. <laughs> and I, I was talking this. I was talking to a friend that is a uh, he's a he's a business strategist, and I I said like this is like wouldn't you do this like if you were coming he goes absolutely he goes this is like any business would do this it's not about you you do what is best for your business it's like even if it makes other people think you look petty who cares you are trying to make the most money you can you want to make yourself look better you do that and that came to my mind like that makes sense the way he said that uh, we got another super chat here from will chisholm he says when it comes down to it it's just sad and at the end we the fans lose yeah i i, I agree with that completely van twin blade sends us another super chat punk is good phil brooks is cancer phil brooks is a cancer our friend d Diggs, my guy love y'all y'all think the all-out hype is gone i think it actually came back a little bit now I think people want to see it's it's it, it, it I, I agree. They they want to see how these matches play out now because they feel like it's gonna play into how the direction things are going to go. With that said, like it does feel like a lot of this card is inconsequential. It really does feel like that. Yeah. Um, like I should be way more excited about Kenny Omega and Takeshita. Yeah, I know. I you know, this like, is a match I've been waiting for too, so it's just like ugh. You know, like I've just been waiting for this match for so long, and now it's just mm, it's just it's here. here. It does not feel like a big deal, and that that sucks. That really sucks. Yeah. So that's that's too bad. The um and I'm glad they got they got uh zero hour. They have a battle royal going tonight, so that's good. Uh so we have that going on. Uh you also they added another women's match, a trios match, and the another trios match, the acclaimed versus uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal with Dennis Rodman in the corner of uh, Daddy Ass and the acclaimed. So that'll be good. So I'm looking forward to that. But I mean, that's that's something, you know, like this whole CM Punk and they they they're not going to mention it obviously tonight. I I doubt. I mean, it would shock me if they talked about it why we've been talking about CM Punk, let's just kind of go off for a few minutes. Let's just talk about something else quick. I know you were just talking about Omega Takeshita. What are, what are some of the other matches you're looking forward to tonight? We got Hobbs and Miro, right? Yeah. that's. I think that one's going to be like really good. Um, That one's going to be super physical. Um, Of course, curious to see what happens with the ROH titles, the ROH tag titles, right? Um, Even though it's dark order, like, you know, you feel like Roddy and the Kingdom are really going to play into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, like Starks and Danielson, um, I, I think is going to reflect really heavily on the direction of collision going forward. And so like, there's some really good stuff, some stuff that's really important. It's just like, damn, why did this happen right before? And how about how about that? I Roddy, he's doing the he's traveling with the neck brace. So. He was on a plane wearing the neck brace and everything. So good for him. He, I, I love it. I respect it. That cracked me up when I saw people posting pictures of him on an airplane with that neck brace on. Um, that's dedication to the bit. But I, I I agree. I think the kingdom has something to do with it tonight. And um, it'll, I'm very I'm very excited to see where this goes. Because in a way, I don't want them to split up Cole and MJF yet I I just don't because it's been entertaining as hell but in a way I'm just kind of like expecting that you know what's going to happen you know so it's just part of me is just like get it over with because I know what's going to happen 
Um, yeah, as far as Miro and Powerhouse Hobbs, definitely looking forward to that. And then the strap match because Brian Danielson's back, so that makes me happy too. Yeah. Um, I guess the, it should be solid. It's gonna be good. You know, we're gonna have people over. We're gonna kick it. It should be fun. But it's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So last night at WWE um, uh, Payback, <laughs> before before that before the show started, there was a tweet that Miss Rhea Ripley put out, and she just wanted to say congratulations to everybody that uh, gets to sit on her face. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that tweet yesterday. <laughs> She's, she's playing into it, man. She's playing into it. Like, you know, she's, um, yo, like, listen, that act continues to be, you know, a top priority for WWE. They all get a great reaction. Um, beat Sammy and KO for the tag titles. Like they got all the gold that, that they can have like for the moment. Um, yeah, man, like that, that's great that they, there are two real stars, like like new stars in that group. I also think Priest is doing really well. Finn Balor, living legend. Um, they're in a great position, and you know whoever takes them down is going to be better for it. Like, yeah, it, it's really working. Yeah, yeah. And I know, like you said before the show started, because of you going to the football game yesterday, the Texas Longhorns. I think that's where you were at, right? Were you yeah. at the Longhorns game. So Longhorns game, you were there, and then you watched. When you got home, you watched Collision because of everything going on last night. And you didn't really get to pay attention to uh, Payback. One thing that was really cool that a lot of people I don't think noticed was Rhea pretty much paid tribute to China with her gear last night. Um, she looked really good with that. I don't know if you noticed that gear at all, but um, I'll definitely recommend people check that out. I'll try to get a photo before the show ends, but that was really cool. Overall, the show was, I thought, pretty good. Um, WWE's been, in my opinion, hitting home runs with their their premium live events. The Becky Chris Stratus match, fantastic. And you'll probably be shocked by this, but Shinsuke and Seth Rollins tore it down. They were oh, in course, the tag match between uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn with... A judgment day was fantastic and the other matches were they weren't awful they they just were what they were and the, the one thing i'll say is john cena being a special guest referee he, i'm starting to notice how it's pretty hard for it's pretty hard to be a referee in wrestling uh because even the wrestlers have a hard time uh counting with uh and just getting the rules down. Yeah, with the cadence. Stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I did wow. see, like, him count the, the two count on the Skull Crushing finale. And it's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, that's exactly. I was just like, wow, this is something. Um, But going over all in, we'll just go the, over the card real quick. You got the TNT Championship. Luchasaurus defending Christian Cage's title, even though it's Luchasaurus against Darby Allin. We already talked about Powerhouse Hobbs and Miro. You have the AEW TBS championship. Yeah, AEW TBS championship. Chris Statlander defending her title against Ruby Soho. The AEW International Championship, uh, which will be the main event. Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. You have Omega versus Takeshita. You have the Young Bucks and the FTR and FTR versus Bullet Club Gold. Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. Better than you, Bebe versus Dark Order. Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor. You know, in my life, I never thought I'd see people bitch about Samoa Joe versus Shane Taylor in my life, but I, I understand where people are coming from. They just didn't like the build. I'm like, well, they didn't really have a choice. I get it. Yeah. But whatever. Um, Kingston and Shibata versus Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. Then you have the strap match between Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks. You have the trios championship with the acclaimed and uh, daddy ass Billy Gunn versus Jeff Jarrett. Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and again, Dennis Rodman will be in the corner of the acclaimed. And then you have Athena, Mercedes Martinez, Diamante versus uh, Kurushita, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue, and then the over-the-budget charity battle royal. So, yeah, it should be good. It should be yeah. good. Looking, looks, It's gotten a lot better, so that's what matters. Guys, get in those super chats. It goes a long ways for us. Very helpful. We 
can't appreciate it more. Um, so the next pay-per-view is going to be for WWE is going to be um, in Indianapolis. It's I think battleground, right? That's yeah. the one. And mm-hmm. John Cena sounds like he'll be there. Um, it sounds like he'll be around for the next seven weeks now, uh, which is interesting because of the whole actor strike and it could be longer depending on how long this goes, who knows, but that's what he's advertised. He's advertised through, I think a SmackDown in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. uh, which is about a pretty close to two months from now. They kind of hint just based off what I saw and, and maybe, maybe I just misunderstood, misinterpreted. I'm kind of wondering if they're going with the LA Knight versus John Cena route, or if they're going to do a tag team thing. I they think do. that would, not be good to do Cena versus LA Knight. Yeah. I, I mean, on the mic, it'd be fine. It'd be fantastic for us, but... Cena has this this habit of really telling you how he feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you saw what it did to Austin Theory. It absolutely derailed him. I, I'm not saying he was going to be the face of WWE, but it in no way helped him interacting with John Cena. He beat John Cena at WrestleMania, and there was indifference, yeah. you know? Um, I would be very careful, like who works with John Cena and in what capacity, but then being a tag team, I think would be really, really cool. I think yeah. that would work. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the way to go is to do a tag team, um, for Cena. I know, I know, I know some people don't like that idea, but I, I think that's the way to do it. I, I really do. If, as far as in ring action, I mean, if he's just doing promos, because the last thing I want is him in theory going back at it. That would just be a disaster. And I don't think they're going to go that route. I think they proved that last night. Um, but let's go to our first non-wrestling topic. I, I said we were going to talk a little football. So we'll start with the NCAA. Yesterday, Deion Sanders pretty much shocked the college football world by getting the victory. Um it doesn't matter. Nobody would have listened to me anyways, but somebody I talked to I before the game, I said, I, I think Colorado's not going to be as bad as people say. I don't think they're going to be like outstanding, mm-hmm. but I, I, Deion Sanders, he, I'm, I'm interested. I'm very curious to see what he does. Um, what did you think about that? And I see somebody say, Oh no, American football. Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, it's working. His kids really buying into that program. Um, he has an NFL talent at quarterback. His son he has an NFL talent in, in Travis Hunter who can just do everything. Travis Hunter had 119 uh, yards receiving and like had three pass breakups and an interception. Like there there's real talent on that team. Um, TCU is also, you know, without, their driving force quarterback from last year. Um, and, you know, it's like losing a national championship game, right? Um, very rarely does the team that lost the national title game come back the same, let alone like better, you know? So there's yeah. some things working against them. I think it's also like they had to go into that with no real tape on what was going to happen too. You know, TCU didn't have like this long history of, this is their this is the defense they run um this is their scheme um these are the things they rely on so there wasn't a lot of that so there was some surprise um and yeah and i think that Deion Sanders is also a very good coach like yeah. being from texas i remember when he was like coaching prime prep he had his own prep school in dallas you know what yep. i mean so the, the system's been in place for a while as far as what he wants to build and look kids will go play for Deion Sanders because yeah. their parents love Deion Sanders. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, that's going to go up. That's going to continue to go up. Like, like And I have a story like about Deion Sanders. Oh, I uh <laughs> I went to a foot I went to his football camp when I lived in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. And uh he said to me, "You are the slowest kid I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you would think I hate that, but the thing is, is I know I wasn't trying, so that's okay with me. But yeah, I, I'll always remember that. So yeah, I'm, I take pride in that. Deion Sanders, the fastest guy at one time in the NFL, 
it, it was always between him and Daryl Green when, like, back in the day, and Daryl Green yeah. always beat him, so it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, Daryl Green, God, he was good. And I know you're, you're one of my favorite players ever, for sure. Washington football fan, mm-hmm. um, commanders, but oh, damn, that guy was good. But yeah, just to say, like, D- hey, Deion Sanders called me the slowest guy he's ever seen. I don't know why I take pride in that, but I do. Um, it is what it is. Who do you have won in the NCAA football cha- uh, championship this year? Um, I really want to say USC, but USC has no defense whatsoever. Um, so that makes it difficult, right? Um, if I had to pick my uh my four my final four teams, I would say USC. Um, gotta say Texas. Um, I'm gonna say Ohio State and Bama. And the only reason I'm not saying Georgia is because a three-peat is insane. Yeah. It has nothing to do with how good they are, but these are still kids playing football. A three-peat is insane. I don't know if enough things can go your way for a three-peat to happen, right? Yeah. Um, but but hell, they could, you know. Uh, but I got – I would say I give Ohio State the best chance. Um, I got Michigan in there too. Um, but I give Ohio State the best chance. Then I'll say USC. Then I'll say Bama. Then I'll say Texas. Because I think whoever wins that uh, – if Texas beats Bama, I think they run the table. If Texas loses to Bama, I think they can still go 13 and one, 14 and one. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I really want to say USC, but there's just no defense there. Um, so, you know. My my Florida State Seminoles play LSU tonight. Um, that That's going to be a good game. And that's a team that Dion almost got to coach. It came down to – it it was they almost went with Dion, but um, that would have been interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, when it comes to the NCAA championship, I just really can't pick who's going to win this or who's going to win because I just I, I always think it's going to be an SEC team. <laughs> it's just I mean the odds are in my favor. A bad bet, right? Yeah. Anyways, but uh, let's go to the NFL quick. NFL season starts this week. Uh, on Thursday, Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Detroit Lions. Let's go ahead and start with the AFC West. Um, who you got winning in the division there? Oh, the Chiefs, man. Yeah, Chiefs. Um, That's a cupcake, just like Georgia's schedule. Yeah, it's because I, I like uh, the Chargers, but we kind of we do this thing with Justin Herbert where it's like all he needs is ah, and he'll be the guy. All he needs is ah, he's very good. But yeah, man, I, I definitely got. Kansas City winning. Look, they've proven they can win with guys at the skill position. Like, of course, Travis Kelsey's going to the Hall of Fame, right? But Mm -hmm. everywhere else in the backfield with receivers, they can just put guys there and win a bunch of games. And so, yeah, it'd be hard to go against them winning. Yeah. So, um, in uh, AFC uh, North, I'm going to say Baltimore, man. I'm going to say Baltimore. As good as Cincinnati is, um, I think a healthy Lamar Jackson is is just so much for for people to handle. Um, Zay Flowers looks really, really good. OBJ is your number two. You still have Andrews out there. We know you have a million guys in the backfield. If if Lamar Jackson is healthy, I got them winning the division. Well, Sean just canceled our show, so it was a good run. Um, My bad. I'm good. Yeah, I'm going with the Bengals. Uh, I think the Bengals are going to do it. Plus, it's part written in my contract with Fifel. I have to. <laughs> um, and the AFC East, um, Buffalo for me. I think that's – I don't see Aaron Rodgers doing much with – I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, but I don't see them winning the East. I just don't. Buffalo. Yeah. AFC South. They play football there? Um, yeah, well, <laughs> I tell you what, um, it's. I think the Colts are going to be fun, but it's hard to say it's not going to be Tennessee. Um, yeah. They're just kind of the establishment down there, you know. Yeah. Um, Pardon me, want to see Tennessee, but I, I think it's Jacksonville this year. You think so? You think they're going yeah. to turn that corner? Yeah, they, I, I, I mean, because they came up last year. They came yeah. up last year. Um, Lawrence seems to to have figured it out. 
Um, like the guys they got on defense, and they just got um, is who's the who's the, the new receiver they have down there? Oh God, um, I'm horrible with names, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they'll be good. I think they'll be good. As a matter of somebody fact, in, somebody in chat knows. I think Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, NFC South. They play football down there. Like, <laughs> they do, supposedly. Yeah. Um. Tampa Bay, like. <laughs> oh, Calvin, Calvin Ridley. I'm pulling for yeah. That's I was thinking of Ridley. Okay. Thank you. Um, I'm pulling like. I think if Baker Mayfield doesn't mess it up, I think Tampa Bay is going to win the division. Well, like, and yes. again, I, I understand what I'm saying. I know how much I'm putting on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. All right. Um, yeah, that probably seems like a safe bet, but I think New Orleans has it. I do. I, I think they're. I think they'll do it. Um, I pretty much probably know your NFC East, but I'll ask you anyways. Oh, it's Philly. It's got to be Philly. Um, They're they're just – the ability to control every short yardage play with that many options, I think think makes you so hard to beat. Um, Hertz stepped it up to a crazy level last year, um, had a really good shot at winning MVP before injuries, played a hell of a Super Bowl, um yeah i just think they're stacked man um and again their ability to control the line of scrimmage especially in short yardage situations i do not see anybody really hanging with them um yeah their short yardage plays just really like ridiculously good and jalen hurts this hurts me to say this no pun intended but i think the eagles won the division i do and i hate saying that um NFC uh, North. I got my Vikings. I I know a lot of people are picking the Lions. I just got my Vikings. So I just yeah. I, everybody thinks that Detroit's going to turn that corner. Um, Justin Jefferson, man, <laughs> like <laughs> Justin Jefferson. You know, I I just yeah. do not know how you stop that guy. Um, Kirk Cousins is good for winning the division, not doing anything else. But yeah, yeah. um, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. I think I think that Minnesota wins it for sure. It, yeah. It's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I could see Detroit being a, a wild card team. I, I can definitely see that, yeah. but I don't, I just don't see them winning the division. Um, there's always that one team everybody picks, and like, and Detroit seems like that one team that people pick to do really well. And, and I think they will, but I just don't see them winning the division. But that's part of my homerism there. NFC West, I think it's the 49ers. Yeah. 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 Um, they just have so, such a system in place. If if Brock Purdy is as good as he was last year and you expect him to be better, yeah, man, I, I they got it. That defense is so stout. They got somebody great at every skill position. Like, yeah, yeah, 49ers. Okay, on uh so going to just basically go into the NFL like Super Bowl. Who you got going to the Super Bowl this year? Um, I think we get Kansas City and it's it's like I know it's easy to say. I think it's going to be a rematch and it's so tough to do. So it's like the same reason I'm not picking Georgia. Um, I'll tell you what, even though I think Baltimore is going to win the division, I think we get a Super Bowl with Cincinnati and Philly. Okay. I think we get Cincinnati and Philly. I think that, I think Philly should be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Like, cause Kansas City, the football is just so easy all of the time for them. Um, you can't win it every year. You just can't, you know. Yeah. As competitive as it is, as, as as crazy as schemes are, injuries happen. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Cincinnati and Philly, and I think Philly wins it. I have uh, being San Francisco and Cincinnati, a uh, rematch of Super Bowl or season 1981. Mm. And eighty two is when they won it, or it's either eighty one or eighty two, whatever season that was. But uh, and eighty nine too, I think. Either way, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that's who I have, and I think the, I think mm, this sucks, but I, I, I think the forty ers get it. I think so. Hmm. Yeah, off the record, <laughs> nobody, nobody tells Sean. Um, 
But guys, right now over on Premier Streaming Network for StarCast, Grapsity is going live. They're doing their show. Make sure you check them out. Seahawk, tell everybody where they can find you, man. Yeah, man. Um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, definitely Seahawk, C-E-E-H-A-W-K. Um, most recently um, did a piece on The Ringer about MJF. Uh, we talked for a little under an hour about, you know, his ultimate goals of being the greatest AEW champion of all time. Um, really fun conversation. You can check that out on the ringer.com. Um, yeah, that's about it right now. All right. Guys, you can follow me at Rob Wilkins on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. I'm also on Fightful pretty much every day doing something. Um.com. Otherwise, every Friday at 3 o'clock Eastern, I do a show called Coexisting with Rob and Maggie on Fightful Overbooked. We have a good time doing that. So check that out. Just wrestling, no football. I promise you, we don't talk football because Maggie will quit if I do. <laughs> so um, just like how we lost a lot of viewers because we talked football today. So, <laughs> but that's how it is. Um, guys, I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. If you watch it all out tonight, I hope you enjoy it. A lot of CM Punk talk today. I know some of you did not like that, but I mean, we got to talk about what there is to talk about and not much talk about payback, unfortunately. And I, I, I'm sorry about that, but uh, we'll get you back next week. We got a lot to talk about. So we want to say thank you so much. We hope you have a great rest of your day. And if you, like I said, if you watch all out, enjoy it tonight, you have uh, Sean Ross app and uh, Cresta doing the post show for all out. And then tomorrow night, I believe, uh, Denise is going to be back for the raw post show with Sean. So everything should be back to normal this coming week. Um, Graph CD will have a Q and a, I believe. So all kinds of good stuff. So thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you have a great rest of your day and have a good week. We'll see you next week. Peace. Maybe the, the in broadcast button is not working. Let's see if this works. <laughs> okay. This is going to be interesting. Just start your computer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.